Blog Talk Radio.
that's the true meaning of December 25th. So we got our elders, you know, came on stage. So we'll turn over to our elders. Then we'll get something going on, and we'll talk about whatever the spirit leaders. Let's see if we bring our elders in on another episode, part number 107. And we'll take it from there, and we'll take it, we'll follow his lead. So when you need our elders with a loud voice, you say, Elders, Mr. Kidd. One of the elders out of Camp One. Hey, elders, Tim. Yaqua Bishop, C. Ray. And Yaqua, bless you. Bless you, C. Israel, C. Royal. Hallelujah. Yaqua. All right, hallelujah, Yaqua. Excellent. You know one thing, the box there, Elder, been living. The curtain there went up. And uh, we're looking on the international side, over 900,000 plus. On the international side, they're ready to hear something. They want to hear a little bit more of the last lesson we taught on. And, well, one thing about it, we teach spirit led. We just see which way it goes. And we look to our elder, pick the stage, and pick number 107. So he'll pick the time the other while, warming some tea up, and get myself prepared for take number 107. Pick the time, elder. You on the clock. Come out. Once again, God bless you, Sir Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And it's always a great pleasure to be around so many listeners, over 900,000 listeners, that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. And that's always a good thing, because the more people that come into the word of Yahweh, the more we know that this word is spreading out. But unfortunately... We do have a few situations where we have to always break things down. And that's unfortunate, but it's one of the things that we have to do. There's been many questions on how the Bible was created. Who did the Bible? Did King James write the Bible? You know, we ask that people do their homework and do a little searching of the things that we speak about. No. Who's going to believe that any king would sit down and do the work that he could have somebody else to do? I don't know any. So if you open up your Bible, the original King James Bible, I'm not talking about one of the other 300 Bibles that were written in English. That's right. It may surprise you that there's over 300 Bibles that are written in English today and more being created as we speak. Now, the original King James, go to the introduction page and read that. The original introduction page reads as follows. The Holy Bible, containing the Old and New Testaments, translated out of the original tongues with former translations diligently compared and revised by his majesty, special command appointed to be read in churches. And that's the way that the original King James should be read. And we read the original King James so you can get the word as it's written. That's an important thing to remember. Truly written. You can know that uh, you have to be aware by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts that we're often taught in the voice of the true Israelites. We are actually given this knowledge to know 
that we have many people out there that camouflage their evil or mostly confused teachings. Using overly loud bump to gums contests for their method of righteous learning. And even turning the scriptures that we need into weapons against us. That's really a shame that it's done that way. What is St. John? First John. If you read First John chapter four, verse three, and this not the Yahweh son, the son in the flesh, is not of Yahweh. This is the spirit of the anti-Yahweh. You have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Well, we know he's here. All around us. And this is why we're here to help you with this problem, because you have to remember. It's the non-righteous job to lead you astray. And I spoke on this many times. These are people with lost and confused understanding. We are here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, wild confidence for righteous learning, and Christianity. Yeah, that's right, Christianity. They have a very disturbing history if you look into that. But anyway, we welcome and thank you for attending another live broadcast. It's coming to you live, as always, with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yahweh's Word. Learning how to connect the Bible books. Your health, foods you should eat, and keeping the Sabbath days. And we do this because you have not. This is information that you all came to seek. And you have to look no further now because you've now found that in the voices of the true Israel. You for this learning from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday, however, we do have a Sabbath class, and the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. At current time, starts at 7:30 to 10:30, and the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. There's a temple class we have at 12 p.m. Saturday and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. Also, we have a website address. Use this on any search engine in the tribeyahdow.com. After click on it, once again, click on tribeyahdow.com. Dash Israel. Make sure it says Israelites when you look down that list. Doing this will take you to a big line where you will see some choices. One, being tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow those instructions. On any other device, you may see menu. But after clicking on, again, you'll see the choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings, and do as well remember what it tells us in the book of Psalms. Chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the aqua, or your kindreds of the people. Give unto the aqua, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind you that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves that you have forgiven. And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures that are read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30. And we 
Once again, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is John the Keeper's ministry bringing you just as you are to our lives. Also for building a school, which is very lonely. This will help you learn mostly about the Bible, which we teach. Where the Bible comes from? Who wants the Bible? We talk about all that. Who wants the King James Bible? It was an archbishop of Canterbury. who was noted for having the role of an overseer of this project. Some attended to a modern editor. It's a collection of short stories. The actual translating writing of the King James was done by a committee of 47 scholars, 47 scholars and clergymen over the course of many years. Yes, that's correct. And this was done so we can all stay on the course. And showing what the peace days are and other things that come about from having a school, a banquet hall, a radio station, so we can actually get this information, this information out there. And also to mention the health foods that we speak of that comes from the Bible. Even while you're there, check out calendar. It will help also keep you in tune with the Bible feast days. This is another thing that you can find talked about in most churches. It will help keep you in tune with those feast days, you, your family, and friends, and that includes myself. For our live program, this is a feature that's available during our live broadcast time. To get there, just enter three words, Yaqua, Radio, Mahat. And after clicking, look for Voices of the Truth Lights, Drive and Go Down. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcast. Also, we have a few numbers you can call with Yaqua and about those curious Bible questions. We also have a live conference phone. That number is 319-527-6065. The other number that you can call is our international line, which is 224-600-5579. It's our international number where you can call and leave those messages we talked about on Bible scriptures, which can be answered by anyone in the 6920 the we're also insane. Do not call this number trying to teach. If you want to hear discouraging, click follow by the number. I call it the same number. You can order with our numbers known to 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure you get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive a copy. And another note we might ask. Please do not contact us here via email, phone, or text before broadcast. We're usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, answering many memos, and even addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. And that would be besides the other conversations he has to deal with. So please use the international line at 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back. However, it can happen in the beginning of our program. You can always catch the entire show today after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. 
program time will be repeated after 10.30. To do this, enter the three words once again, Yahweh Radio Live. When you click on it, look for Voices of the Trizolites, Strive of Your Job. Just choose the folder that you are logging into or any previous way that you would like to listen. And also, when I'm on the we're also simultaneously transmitting on Peltop, which can be logged in by your, your cell phone, your tablet, or computer, even now your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Peltop app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American. When you get there, look for Voices of the Trizolites, driving that down. You'll find a room for over 50 or more listening to the to those on the table topics we discussed during the broadcast will be the Elder Institute's Israel, along with Seer Israel, riding a shotgun. But we'll be taking no time off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And if our talk ends before teaching time, we will continue. But one reminder that you should very well know that is here. We're given the scriptures to speak by the seer. Be quick to hear and slow to speak, so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. So we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible. But remember to make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. And that's a true fact. So we can know that today is another day for the word of Yahweh. Remember, nothing has changed except another people that came to Yahweh's word. And as I said before, that's always a good thing. As we have those that come to commend it and add on to it, like myself. And only following those casting that word we hear behind their back, wanting only to hear their favorite verses in the Bible, and even taking those verses the wrong way, along with the noisemakers, the complainers, wanting to be a deceptive listener. These are the page flippers. They're showing that they're busy, paying attention, but are completely lost when they're called to speak. It really began with only one man and seriously time is not in our favor. But the best is yet to come. Because remember, we can only do 100% of what a man or woman that was Jacques created to do in this life. And that's us all possible. Because if anyone in the church has even done 101%, they just lie. Now they're doing the work of another. And that's past Yahweh's creation. Now, that's impossible. You have to remember what Yahweh the Son said about the impossible. He gave us a reminder of that, chapter 19, verse 22. And 26 says, But Yahweh the Son beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with Yahweh all so we can find out what our current possibilities and future possibilities will be. I turn out for them over to our city of Israel and say, Oh, yeah, Yahweh. All right, yeah, I'll be Yahweh.
you uh, you call out a verse about the the anti uh, Christ of uh, uh, anti young love, but what verse was that, Elder? Because that was that that kind of uh, uh, piqued my interest when you called that verse out about so what verses that you read, that, uh, Elder, about this uh, anti Christ, you know, proper anti. Y-A-W-A. That's the correct way. But what verse was that you pulled out before? Y'all come up. Okay. Looks like I might have been spirit-led when I gave that verse. But let me see if I can walk my uh, remembrance back to it again. If you know, Yahweh will create unto your remembrance those things uh, which are important in the work that you must do. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. When you find it, if you find it, that'd be fine because that, that piqued my interest. And you made two points, even showing about the Bible was written in the Pacific language. So you got two points on the table, you know, so I, I want to take a look at that. But what are you going to do with the bring Sister Sarah on the take, on uh, take number 107? And she she ready to holler that microphone, and, and that's a great thing. Particularly me, Sister Sarah, one of the sisters out of Camp One. Hey, Sister Sarah, tribe of Yah God Judah. That's why I see you, see you right. Yahweh bless you, Sir Israel, see you Royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. There, Sister Sarah. Well, you know, I heard a lot of good things there. Yeah, we're gonna do. I'm gonna get into a little prayer, prayer by I.L. And in the same token, I want to examine a few things because I heard something. So I'm going to examine a few things, but I don't know how I'm going to go at it until I hear our elder look right down at um, Luke chapter 12, verse 12, elder. And we can get something going on on page 107. Come on, elder. Luke chapter 12, verse 12. What is that, elder? In the book of Luke, looking at chapter 12, reading verse number 12, it says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to think. Mm -hmm. The righteous spirit will teach you in that very same hour, but I heard heard you say something about an antichrist. The proper pronunciation is anti Y-A-W-A. And I, I can't even get a note on it. So I need to hear that word mentioned exactly the way they got it written in the English Bible, uh, anti-Christ. So I want to hear that word just really. And Sister Sarah, have me the book of Jubilee. What the Jubilee is waiting on there, Sister Sarah? It's something that's standing on page 57, chapter 12, where it says, The Calling of Abraham. Right there in the bottom is uh, Jubilee 12, 22, page 57. Had that waiting on the Sister Sarah, but I want to I wanna work with the elder for a minute. Now, I need to hear that again about this Antichrist. We're going to take a look at this, what this means. 1 John chapter 
218, I just want to hear the word called Antichrist. And then we're going to take it from there. You'll find out something on the way of finding out something. So just read the way you see it there, Elder, because we're going to do some edifying the national audience about how you properly use this word called Antichrist and what do it mean biblically. First John chapter two eighteen, what it say else? Come on. Okay. Looking at the first John. Chapter uh, two. Uh, two eighteen. Reading verse eighteen. Yeah, reading. Chapter two, reading verse eighteen. Eighteen says. Little children, it is the last time, as ye have heard, that the Antichrist, the anti Yahweh, shall come. And even now already there are many anti-Yakwas, whereby we know that it is the last time. Mm-hmm. So the exactly word is mentioned that it is the Antichrist. Proper pronunciation, anti-Yakwa. Anti- um, look up that definition of what that word means, Elder. Uh, anti. What does anti mean anyway? What do you mean by anti? I need to hear that definition for the national audience. And why you look at that definition, I'm going to bring Mother in, one of the most out of Camp 1, and you find out what that word means, an antichrist. What is an antichrist? Antichrist. What that word means? We need to find out what that word means. We're going to identify the national audience. What does the word antichrist mean? So when you meet the most out of camp one, yeah. hey, Mother E, one of the most out of camp one, that's why people are see what? That's why people see Israel or see what? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why that, Mother E? All right. We know Mother E most likely going to give a comment here a little bit later. So, uh, hey, Elder, when you find this word called the definition of antichrist, just say hallelujah, blah. Hey, um, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, how do y'all come on? Come on, y'all. I mean, come on, y'all. What's that word mean, Antichrist? What's that word mean? There's a few variations when you look up uh, Antichrist. And some uh, Christian teaches a personal opponent of Christ expected to appear before the end of the world in the battle between Christ and the Antichrist. Two. A person or force seen as an opposing Christ or the Christian church, and that plural is Antichrist. Mm-hmm. The third definition of it is a person or thing regarded. Third definition is a person or thing regarded as supremely evil or as a fundamental enemy or opponent. Oh, so uh, Antichrist means that somebody is evil and against um, the church, you say, or something words. I don't know. Um, how would you break down that word, Antichrist? It's three definitions, Elder. So how would you break that down for the national audience? What is the proper way that the Antichrist is used? 
which is in 1 John chapter 4, verse 3, if you want me to read it. Go ahead. Okay. That brings me back to that um, scripture that I was reading in 1 John chapter 4, verse 3. And it says that every spirit that confess not that Yahweh is has come in the flesh, is not that of Yahweh. This is the spirit of the anti-Yahweh. But if you have heard that he should come, and even now, already, it's in the world. That's First John four, verse three. Mm-hmm. But um, but that's written in English. So um, what word did y'all get in English? So, so we we want to do some edifying, elder. So we know the proper way is anti Yahweh. But since they got it in English, we want to do a little edifying about this English language. So what word they got there? In this case, for look, edifying the national audience, the proper definition of an antichrist. So, what words you got there in First John four three? What you got there, Elder? Come on. Okay, originally read in First John chapter four verse three. Originally read, it says, "Every spirit that confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not." That of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, where there mm-hmm. you have heard that it should come, even already is in the world. Mm-hmm. But but that's a loaded word, so it, it couldn't have been originally read that because you read something in the Bible about the word called originally. The originally, not not that that's a popular word to use now. Come back again and read. The King James Bible on the you declared the Jubilee, 
song was the original song, and then we can go from there. So since we got it, since the Bible is translated out of original tongues, they say, we go on on page 57 of the Book of Jubilee and find out what was the original tongue by Sister Sarah on page 57 of the Book of Jubilee, chapter 12, verse 22. We're going to read down until we find out what was the original tongue. Tongues. Come on, Sister Sarah, you're on the clock. Come out. Reading the book of Jubilee, chapter 12, page 57, verse 22 reads, The Call of Abraham. And he made an end of speaking and praying, and behold, the word of the Yahweh was sent to him through me, saying, Get thee up from thy country, and from thy kindred, and from the house of thy father unto a land which I shall show you, and I shall make you a great and numerous nation. 23. And I shall bless you, and I shall make you name great, and thou will be blessed in the earth, and in the will all families of the earth be blessed. And I shall bless them that bless you, and curse them that curse you. 24. And I shall be a Yahweh to you and your son, and to your son's son, and to all your seed. Fear not from henceforth and unto all generations of the earth. I am your Yahweh. 25. And the Yahweh, Yahweh said, Open his mouth and his ears, that he may hear and speak with his mouth, with the language which have been revealed. For it has ceased from the mouth of all the children of, of men from the day of the overthrow of Babylon. 26. And I opened his mouth and his ears and his lips, and I began to speak with him in Hebrew and tongue of the creation. 27. And he took the books of his father, and these were written in Hebrew. And he transcribed them. He began from henceforth to study them. And I made known to him that which he could not understand. And he studied them during the six rainy months. 28. Look, 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 Sister Sarah. Now come back again with a little more audio and read verse 26 on verse 28. Now that was excellent now, Sister Sarah. But we're doing something for this national audience. That knows the Almighty, the Almighty just made a statement. Let me get a preach up on that. Hey, Marie. Hey, Marie, let me get a preach up on that, Marie. Let's go to Genesis chapter 11. Let's go, I need a preach up on that, Marie. We're going to Genesis chapter 11 and get a preach up on that. Because the tongue was lost. The original tongue was lost. At the overthrow, that's what we just got from him, Sister Sarah read. At the overthrow, the wisdom of Tom was interrupted. Let's go and find out a little bit more about that, Mother. I mean, uh, Mother, yeah, Mother E. Hey, Mother E, in the 11th chapter, 
Can you read me verse number one first to get warmed up? Let's look at the 11th chapter of Genesis, verse 1. What does it say about it? 11 chapter of Genesis, verse 1, B. And the whole earth is of one name, not one speech. So the whole earth is of one language and one speech. Okay, good. So we just found out the whole earth is of one language and one speech. And what happened in verse number 7 down to verse 9? What happened from 79 there, Mother? 7 to 5. Oh, 7 down to verse 9. Okay. Verse 7. Verse 7 reads. He let us go down and there confine this language that they may not understand one another. See? Verse 8. So the Yahweh scattered them abroad from them upon the face of the all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Verse 9. Therefore is the name of the city, name of its people, Babylon, because the Yahweh did there confine the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Yahweh scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Uh-huh. So now we're going to find out on the way of finding out something that the overflow was Yahweh, the Father, and the Son coming down and confounding their language. They were all speaking one language. And Yahweh came down and confounded their language. So they could not understand one another. Okay, good. That's great. Now, so now we got there was the whole world speaking one language at one time upon the corner of eleven chapter. Now, Sister Pharaoh, what happened again in the fourth chapter of Jubilee, verse twenty-six down to verse twenty-eight? Now, what happened again? You can find out what what was that one language was. That they all were speaking, but they lost their language. So what happened that we can read in verse number 26 down to verse 28? Do we need 12? 26 down to verse 28. Go fast yourself. Go on to the book of Jubilees 12, reading 26 and 28. 26 reads, And I opened his mouth and his ears, and his lips. And I began to speak with him in Hebrew, in the tongue of the creation. 27. And he took the books of his father, and these were written in Hebrew, and he transcribed them. And he began from henceforth to study them, and I made known to him that which he could not understand. And he studied them during the six rainy months. 28. And it came to pass in the seventh year of the sixth week, 1953 a.m., that he spoke to his father and informed him that he would leave Haran to go into the land of Canaan to see it and return to him. Mm-hmm. That's good. So now, so now, now, now we should have edified the national order. 
Now they will be going down Cookie Pharaoh, Mother Mother Eve, and Naomi. So now now who wanna take this verse right here and tighten up verse number one? Who hey Mother Eve, read the verse again. Now you get the you get the first crack at it, Mother. You heard what Sister Sarah read. You get the first crack of it after you read eleven verse one, then break down eleven verse one for the national audience. Read again, Genesis 11, verse 1. Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. It was of one language and one speech. Is that right? The whole earth was of one language and one speech. So, Mother, you get the first track in it. What was the whole earth? What one language and one speech get the, all the earth had once one time ago? What was that language, Mother? You get the first track in it, Mother. If it wasn't Hebrew, I don't know. Okay, well, well, we, we can't, we can't yeah. say that. Give me, um, give me, give me, um, uh, three verses that were St. John. So now she said we just got to be ready, she read it in grand style. So, hey, Marie, give me, uh, St. John three verses 11, what it say? Look at St. John, chapter 3, verse 11. St. John, chapter 3, verse 11. Very, very, I say unto you. Very, very, I say unto thee. We speak that we do know, and justify that we have seen, and and we receive not our witnesses. So the fifth and all chapter, we speak what we know. Uh, we, we we ain't waiting away from nothing when we break it down in this book. But we speak what we know. Now, Sister Pharaoh. Come back again and read and read that and you get the second shot at the Sarah. Come back and read Jubilee chapter twelve, verse twenty six down to verse twenty eight. Then you get the first you get the second crack at Genesis eleven verse one. After you read one more time. Let's see what it reads in the book of Jubilee chapter twelve, twenty six to twenty eight. Then once you I read it again. I want you to read eleven verse one and tell me what's going on. I'll get it. Come on. Book of Jubilee, chapter twelve. Reading verse twenty six to twenty eight. Twenty six reads. And I opened his mouth and his ears and his lips, and I began to speak with him in Hebrew, in the tongue of the creation. Twenty seven. And he took the books of his father, and these were written in Hebrew, and he transcribed them. And he began from henceforth to study them, and I made known to him that which he could not understand. 
And he studied them during the six rainy months. 28. And it came to pass in the seventh year of the sixth week, 1953 a.m., that he spoke to his father and informed him that he would leave Haran and go to the land of Canaan to see it and return to him. Well, what did you get from eleven verse one? You get the second crack at it after you read. Eleven verse one, what does it say? Read me Genesis eleven verse one. All right. Going to the book of Genesis, chapter eleven, verse one. So the Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what does it say? What, what do we say in 11, verse 1? What do we read out? Verse 1 reads, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. What was that one language? If, if you were reading to it, if you were sitting in the class, and you read that verse, the whole earth was up of one language and one speech. What would you put in there, uh, Sister Sarah? I would say Semitic tongues. Well, what, what, what did you just got your reading in 26 and 28? What did you say? Again, you, now you, you, you orchestrating a class. So now you have to be direct. You just have to read 12, 26, and 28. So what song was given back to, to Abraham according to you? He told Andrew to go down in and clean his mouth up and give him back the original tongue. And what was the original tongue again? According to verse 26, 28, or 12, chapter 2. What was that song? Hebrew. 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 So here's right here. So when we read Genesis chapter 11, it said the whole earth is of one language, Hebrew, and of one speech. Now you just want to edify the class. So now you got the class understanding one thing. That the original tongue was Hebrew. And when you read the King James Bible, the Bible was translated out of Hebrew. So now we know what the original tongue of the creation was. It was Hebrew. But we clearly properly mean Semitic. But right now we can read Hebrew. We know the word Hebrew is a fluid word for Semitic. But we just going to use the word Hebrew for right now. So now we know what tongue the people were speaking in, and that was Hebrew. So when we read this, we teach in the class. Genesis 11, verse 1. The whole earth was of one land, Hebrew, and of one speech, Hebrew. So now you got, you got everybody in class. Now they, they, they barely happy now because right now the whole earth spoke Hebrew. But then we found out. But Mother reads down a bit, he messed that tongue up because they won't do right. 
Then he restored that child back to Abraham. So Abraham was speaking the pure language from heaven, Hebrew. Abraham was doing it. That's good. All right, so now we, we got that down pat. Now, Sarah, uh, do you have um, that compact Bible dictionary um, on page 86? I don't know what King James did. King James did something. Uh, do you have that uh, compact Bible dictionary um, on page 86? Do you have that uh, with you, Sarah? Hallelujah. All right, good. Uh, what name that book you give me to read what page? And we want to take a look at something. Because now we don't find out that the original tongue that was speaking from heaven to the creation and level one was the tongue called Hebrew. Now, King James came from a lineage called Zora. Uh, Judah had two sons, Perez and Zora. So King James is the direct from Zora, the twin son that Judah had back in the 38th chapter of Genesis. He had two sons. He had one called Perez and Zora. King James came from Zora. That's his direct grandfather. So now, at the possible time, King James ended up over there in in a, in a land called Europe. He was over in Europe, King James. At the part of the time, they were there. Now, on page 86, let's read about the King James Version there. What happened? Let's read down and see what, what, the king, what came into King James' mind before he was ready to die. Something came in his mind from the battle. Let's read about it on page 86. Called the King James Version. What happened? Come on. Read in the Zondervan Compact Bible Dictionary, page 86. Um, King James Version. When Elizabeth died in 1603, the crown passed to James I, first, who had been King of Scotland for 37 years, as James the sixth, several months. After he ascended the throne of England, he authorized a new translation of the Bible to replace the Bishop's Bible. Forty-seven of the best Hebrew and Greek scholars of the day were divided into six groups. Three for the OT, Old Testament, two for the New, and one for the Apocalypse 2, of the groups met at Oxford, two at Cambridge, and two at Westminster. When a group had completed its task, its work was submitted to 12 men, two from each panel. Final differences of opinion were settled at a general meeting of each company. In cases of special difficulty, Learned men outside of the Board of Revisers were consulted. Marginal notes were used only to explain Hebrew and Greek words to draw attention to parallel passages. Italics were used 
for words not found in the original but necessary to complete the sentence. The revisers, the revisers who receive no financial remuneration for their work completed their task in two years, and nine more months were devoted to a revision of their work by a special committee consisting of two members from each group. In 1611, the new, the new version was published. It did not win immediate universal acceptance, taking almost 50 years to displace in Genevan Bible in popular favor. Time, slight alterations were made, especially in spelling, to conform to changing usage. But these were all done piecemeal by private enterprise. It's excellent. Its excellence is shown by the fact that after 350 years, it is still used in the preference to any other version in the English-speaking Protestant world for both public and private use. Excellent. That's good. That's good enough right now. So, look, now we're going to find out something. So, when King James became King the first, he authorized that the best Hebrew and Greek college to go get me a book. Yep, and it took him about a couple of years or whatever to ever read to complete the task. They didn't use, they didn't go back and get the bishop book to translate nothing. Because that book was there came from the Latin and it came from Jerome's 400 A.D. Latin book and the Septuagint, the 285 B.C. So he jumped past the Latin book and he jumped past the book that was written by the Greeks called the Septuagint, 285 B.C. So he hopped over both of them books and did not use the, that translation because that translation called the Bishop Bible, was coming from the Latin and from the Greek. So he sent the scholars straight to the one that understood the original tongue, had the original scriptures called Hebrew. So the King James Bible was translated in that 1611 with 80 books in it from I got to be in English. He didn't use the Latin, and he didn't use the Greek. He used the, the Hebrew. So once they studied it, the best of the Hebrew scholars and Greek scholars, they studied it and came with a consistent, then they wrote the Bible from, to English from Hebrew, not Latin, not Greek. The point we're going to make out of that. So the King James Bible is the closest Bible to the Hebrew, according to the Stark document. The closest Bible to the original tongue is the King James Bible. That is the closest Bible to the original tongue of Hebrew. Got that? Good. 
And then after the Greeks had it so long, called the Septuagint, the last man taking it, called Jerome, and he translated the Bible out of Greek. And in 385 B.C., I mean A.D., and he completed the book in 404 A.D. So Jerome translated the Latin Bible, the one that the Catholic Church has today, out of Latin, from Latin, from Greek. Very important to understand something. The reason King James did not go and have the Bible translated out of English, to, uh, I mean, to English from the Latin or the Greek, because he knew that was not the original. He knew that was not the original. So King James skipped over Latin, Greek, and went directly to the Hebrew and had the Bible translated from Hebrew to English. He did not use the Samsungian 285 B.C. He did not use uh, the Latin book by Jerome in 404 A.D. They didn't use that book. And that's the book the Catholic Church had read now. So he bypassed both of them. He bypassed opening. Why? Because he knows the Latin book came from the Greek. See? So you learn something on the way of learning something. The Latin book of Jerome called the Vulgate. It's called the Vulgate. Oh. 04 AD, that's the book that the Roman Catholic Church used today, the Vulgate Bible in Latin. And then from Latin, it came their English, the Bishop Bible. The Bishop Bible came from Latin. Latin came from Greek. So they crossed out the Hebrew. And, and that's why they'll tell you today, you a lot of teachers today says, go look into the Greek and see what that word means. They say, oh, go get the Greek lexicon and look it up in Greek and see what that means. Wait a minute. Look it up in Greek, what that means. So now they tell you today, you need, when you don't know what a word means, go get you a Greek lexicon and look it up in Greek. But they never tell you that the Greek got it from the Hebrew. King James didn't deal with that. He, he skipped over the Latin, he skipped over the Greek, and got to the Hebrew. Very important to understand it because we should have taken a look at some things on the way of looking at some things. Because remember, we read the word called Antichrist. We read the word earlier called Antichrist. Antichrist. We read that word. But now we're going to find out to use the word Antichrist and the definition is one is contrary to the Bible. 
how the Antichrist is. That means he, he opposes things. So that's the proper definition for Antichrist. He opposes things. That's what he'll do. Okay, good. Now, we're going to the first book of Maccabees, and we're going to see what we get out of this. And first Maccabees chapter 1, let's look at verse 1 down through 11. And then we're going to get down to 41 through 59. We're going to learn something on the way of learning something. Now, we found out it was a, a word that the elder used called an antichrist. And we found an antichrist, uh, he opposes the church. He opposes everything. He opposes everything that's of our Lord Jesus Christ. We can say that. So let's find out who is the beginning of an Antichrist. We're going to find out who is the beginning of the Antichrist. By going to Maccabees chapter 1, 1 through 11, no, 1 through 15, now. And then we're going to get down to verse 41 through 59. We're going to find out something. The Antichrist. What is the foundation of an Antichrist? We're going to find out. Maccabees chapter 1, 1 through 15 through Sarah, and skip down to 41 through 59, and you're a cop. Get in that microphone and holler, holler loud for the national audience. Come on. Going to the book of First Maccabees, chapter one, reading verse one through fifteen, forty-one through forty-one through fifty-nine. One read, and it happened after that Alexander, son of Philip the Macedonian, who came out of the land of Chittim, had smitten Darius, king of the Persians, and Medes, and he resigned in his seat in his seat. The first over Greece, and he made many wars, verse 2, and he made many wars and won many strongholds and slew the kings of the earth, 3, and went through the ends of the earth and took spoils of many nations and so much that the earth was quiet before him, whereupon he was exalted and his heart was lifted up. And he gathered a mighty strong host and ruled over countries and nations and kings who became tributaries unto him. Five, and after these things he fell sick and perceived that he should die. Six, wherefore he called his servants, such as were honorable, and had been brought up with him from his youth imparted his kingdom among them while he was yet alive. Seven, so Alexander reigned 12 years and then died. Eight, and his servants bear rule every one in his place. Nine, and after his death, they put crowns upon themselves. So did their sons after them many years. And evils were multiplied in the earth. Ten. And there came out of them a wicked root, 
Antochius surname Elphinus, son of hostage at Rome, and reigned in the hundred and thirty and seventh year of the kingdom of the Greeks. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Antioch Epiphanes, Antioch Epiphanes, that's his name. Antioch Epiphanes, Epiphanes, first level. Any, any can you say that again? Antioch Epiphanes. Antioch of Pippus is the same. Antioch of Pippus is Verse number 11. 11. In those days went there out of Israel wicked men who who persuaded many, saying, Let us go and make a covenant with the 17 nations that are round about us. For since we departed from them, we have had much sorrow. Twelve. So this device pleased them well. Thirteen. Then certain of the people were so far within their herein that they went to the king, who gave them license to do after the ordinances of the seventeen nations. Fourteen. Whereupon they built a place of exercise at Yada Judah according to the customs of the 17 nations. 15, and made themselves uncircumcised and forsook the righteous covenant and joined themselves to the 17 nations and were sold to do mischief. Mm-hmm. 41. Uh, well, hold on, Sarah. I'll read verse 11 again. Who, 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 uh, who went out again in verse number 11? Verse 11, in those days when there out of Israel wicked men who persuaded many, saying, let us go and make a covenant with the 17 nations. Oh, oh so if anybody comes to you and say, let us make a covenant with the other nations, I mean, contrary to the Bible, we already know, according to the Bible, these wicked men. Wicked Israelites. So a uh, wicked Israelite, so it ain't got nothing to do with, um, you know, a uh, wicked Israelite is one going to tell you, let's not go by the Bible. We're going to go by our own mindset. Okay? So, the, so that was a wicked Israelite. They persuaded many to put down the right way and let's do the king's way. So, so when you find somebody come tell you, let's do, let's put the Bible down, let's just talk about it. But we just find out that the definition of uh, Antichrist is the one that go against the word that's in the Bible. Uh, Antichrist, that's the definition of Antichrist. He opposes the truth. So the definition of an Antichrist is one that opposes the truth that's written in the Bible. So now we just find out that wicked men went to this and evil multiplied itself on the face of earth. And this was Alexander them, and the descendants out of Alexander, these are the people that's in charge, called Esau and his five sons. So Alexander is the descendant of Esau. 
not Jacob. He's the descendant of Esau. So Esau have came over in the southern kingdom and took hold to the southern kingdom. And who was there with him? Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. So now, let's see what they did now after they took control of Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, and Simeon. What they do in verse 41, and you're doing some extra reading after the Pharaoh, but continue in verse 41. Let's see what happens, what these wicked men did, and the powers that got in place. What do they do from 41 on down? I'm going to come back in at about 49. But take it on down to 41 and 49, that I want to comment on something they did in verse 49. Come on. 41. Moreover, King Antiochus wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people. 42. And everyone should leave his laws. So all the 17 nations agree according to the commandment of the king. 
and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for me, and it was so. 31. And Yahweh saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we found out everything he made was good. And what he gave us, that our diet, even before we were even born, to make sure we eat, we consume green stuff from the ground. That was our diet. Green stuff from the diet. From that was diet was. So if we become one people, then we gotta follow your diet. But we are different. We can't follow your diet because your diet will have us the way we are today, not knowing who we are. And that's why we got more problems in our body and don't know the cure for our body. The cure for our body or whatever problem you got in your body is returning back to Genesis 1, 29 to 31. Now, uh, Mother E, they say working on the elder's microphone, so his microphone is at a standstill. So can you help those see out by going to Daniel chapter 1? And as a statement is made in verse number three and four, hey, Mother E, a statement is made in Daniel chapter one, verse three and four, Mother E. So they're working on the elder's microphone, so the elder's microphone is put on in verse three and four. Let's see the statement, Daniel chapter one, verse three and four. What does it say? The book of Daniel. Chapter 1, verse 3, and verse 4. And the king speak unto Ephesus, the master of his, the master of his unit, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed. And of the prince. Verse 4. Children in whom was no blemish were well favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding, science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Verse 5. What's the verse 5, then, Verse 5. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine with the, which he drank, so nursing 
them three years that at the end of the at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Well, read verse five again, mother. Verse five again. <laughs> okay. Daniel chapter one, verse five. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which which he drank. So nursing which he drank. For nursing for nursing them three years that at the end of at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Mm-hmm. So a king appoints the children of Israel a provision of meat, the king's meat. So, and this is the same thing Antioch Pivotal door right now. He's saying, look, wherever y'all was on and where the knowledge you have, put that aside. We can become one people upon a mile rule. Children of Israel right now, they're going to give the children of Israel the king's meat. The king's meat today is considered of hog, chicken, and cow. That's the king's meat. So hog, chicken, and cow is today's king's meat and dairy product. That is the king's meat today. Get down most the verse number eight. Let's read a little bit, mother. Eight. Let's see what happens. Children of Israel start eating the king's meat. Let's see what let's yeah, see what yeah. comes about verse eight. Let's read a little bit, mother. Come on. Daniel chapter one, verse eight. Verse eight reads. But Daniel proposed in his mind that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuch that he might not defile himself. Hold that part right there. Hold that part right there. So now we know we edifying this national order. See, see, we're not edifying ourselves, but we basically we know this. So we, but we got a lot of people in bad shape with a lot of problems in their belly. And they don't know how to get it. And that's why Dr. Doc Cook can tell you how long you're going to live because he knows as long as you're eating the king's meat, he can put a time on how long you're going to live because he knows what you eat. See, so he already tell you, well, you're not going to be around here after such a time because he knows you're going to be eating the king's meat. See, you're going to be in the king's meat, and they can put a time on you. So well, I'll give you an estimate. You probably, you probably maybe may make another year or so, because you know you're going to continue to eat the king's meat, because that's how you've been brought up. You're going to continue to eat. But Daniel said by eating the king's meat, he didn't want to, what he said, what word he used? Use a big word. Defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. So children of Israel, understand something. That's why you got to know who you are. When you load up on the king's meat, you defile yourself. 
you causing problems in your body, high blood pressure, diabetes, all this stuff you call cancer, it's because you're defiling yourself by eating the king's meat. The king's meat today is chicken, cow, and hog. King's meat. Daniel said he didn't want no part of the king's meat. So now, what else in verse 9 and 10, mother? Verse 9. Now, Yahweh had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the unit. Verse 10. And the prince of the unit said unto Daniel, I feel my Yahweh, the king, who has appointed your meat and your drink. Well, why should he see your face worse, 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 liking than the children which are of your sort, then shall he make me endanger my head to the mm-hmm. king. Hold on, hold on, mother. He said, why? He said, now listen, Daniel, I thought you been made favor. If you even talk with me, and I'm going to listen to you talking. He said, but uh, the king already appointed the other children of Israel a portion of the king's meat and his wine and his drink. He already got them some chicken, hog, and cow, and a, and a nice pepsi and a coke. You know, some said diet pepsi, diet coke. You already got that caffeine with all that sodium everywhere around. He said, now, if you don't do this, you're not going to look as good as the, your other people look. And then I'm going to be dangerous in my head because I didn't give you proper leadership. So now you take some of this chicken hog and you a nice Pepsi or Coca-Cola or Zero Coke, you know what I'm saying? Just drink some of this right now, and then I can keep my head on my shoulder. So Daniel had favor with him, and the conversation was going on. So uh, what happened, mother? And let's read a bit more. Let's read a bit more of this conversation. Verse number 11. Let's keep reading. Let's get a little more of this conversation, Mo. Take a deep breath. Hey, Mo. Hold on, Mo. Take a deep breath, Mo. Let's see if it gets thoughts out. You might say anything. So I'll take a good deep breath before you take off. So you see, the unit already knew one thing. He's saying, if you don't take this king's meat and drink this, you know, today, like the Pepsi and the Coke, you know, and a lot of sodium, you know, you got, you might have me in trouble. So that's why doctors today can tell you how long you will live because they know you continue to take what they give you. They can put a timeline on you, see, because we, they know you're not going to go back and look at Desi 129-31, that your diet come from the ground, and your diet got to be green food. And, and the last day, they're going to give you some green food. They're going to give you chicken, cow, 
and roll and dairy products. And, you, and so that's why you put a timeline on how long you're going to live. Because you're not going to do nothing reverses. Because remember, if you got council, council sales, you got to start that stuff out. You can't start it out by using kicking cow to hog. You feed into your council. You feed into the problems in your your liver. You feed into it. What you got to do is starve that stuff out your body. Not doing what? Green food, water, and exercise. That's how you remove the cancer cells out of your body. By green food, spring water, and a lot of exercise. Till you turn at least do five minutes and build from there. You got to exercise. If you got to sit in your chair, kick your legs out, move your arms out. Start with five minutes. Do something for five minutes and build from there. But don't keep feeding your council sales. Don't keep feeding if you got um, hypertension, high blood pressure. Sodium is in your body that causes you to have these problems. And that's why we have what's called... Um, problem with our, um, what's that word? Um, it's not the little. It's, um, well, can y'all help, help me out? No thing inside the body. That, um, <laughs> kidney. The kidney. See, as long as you see your kidneys chicken, whole, and cow meat, you feed into your problems. Your doctor can tell you how long you're going to live. He can tell you. Because you know you're going to continue doing these three major products that they create themselves. Remember, he said what he created is good. All you got to do is do the research on all three of them right there and find out who made it. Just find out where they come from. That's all you do. On your spare time on your computer, just find out exactly who, how, did it, how did the chicken come how did the cow come? How did the hog come? Just do your own research on it and see what comes up. And the reason why our people of the 12 tribes of Israel is got the seed down with God cooking all kind of countless problems in our body is because of we not following what he gave you to eat in his book. Because right now, we is giving medicine, and everybody gets the same medicine. But you're not the same people. You're different. Your makeup is, is different from them. It's just like the polar bear and the gorilla. They're different. One eats fruits and vegetables, the gorilla, and the polar bear eats blood meat. They're different. We are different. We can't eat what they eat. Even our mindset on what they have taught us, we got to go to take that up. You remember what King Antioch the Pippin just said? He said, we got to all come be one people. And we're going to find a little bit more about that. But it says something of them. So what happened in verse number 11? Thank you. Yeah, verse, come on out. Come on out, mother. You all right? Come on now. Verse 11. Daniel chapter 1, verse 11. 
Then said Daniel to Melchizedek, whom the prince of the unit had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Verse 12, prove thy servant, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give up poles to eat and water to drink. Then let, verse 13, then let our countenance be looked upon before thee and the continent of the children that ate of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servant. Verse 14. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. Fifteen. And at the end of the tenth day, their continent appeared fair and rather influenced in all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Verse 16. Melchizedek took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pause. Good. So now he, he, he told Daniel, he said, okay, Daniel, I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you that. He said, 10 days by the other, your, your family members eat the king's meat, chicken hall, seven up, diet Pepsi. If you tell me, if you, if, and you're going to eat, you and your three guys with you, y'all are going to eat fruits, vegetables, and watermelon to take that stuff down. You're going to eat green stuff from the tree and from the ground and drink some plain water for 10 days. He's got to tell you what, Daddy. Okay, good. Let's, let's, let's do that test. For 10 days, I'm going to hold the king off, and I'm going to watch the ones that eat the king's meat, the chicken the hog, the cow, and a uh, drink of a uh, zero seven up. Now, no caffeine. Um, that's going to be their drink. Okay, maybe a little Jack Daniel on the side. So I'm going to give them a 10-day trial. The king gave, I mean, the big dignitary gave him a 10 days. And he came back in 10 days and looked at Daniel and him from eating. <laughs> Clean water, spring water, and exercising, and look at the one eating the chicken hog and the cow, and said, God, dog, can they do this? Yeah. The big unit removed from all of the children of Israel in captivity. He didn't, he didn't give them no more king's meat, no more chicken, no more how. No hogs and cows and zero Pepsi. They added them all. See that? He removed it. So what we trying to tell you, the word is removed. If you got the problems in your body, that's why he can give you time for how long you're going to live. 
because they know you're going to be eating a itty bitty piece of chicken, hogs, and cow and drinking your diet Pepsi. But if you eliminate all that for 10 days, get you started, 10 days. So imagine if you go on a complete no chicken, hog, cow, or nothing for 90 days. Then you have problems in your body, like with the kidneys. Huh? You know what? What removes cancer cells and kidney problems? What the three major foods that was given to you in the Bible? Fish, grape, take the watermelon and chase it down. So if you had grape and watermelon for 90 days, grape and watermelon, blueberry, that's good for you too. But the one-two punch, one-two punch is grape. And wild enough. In 90 days, whatever problem you got in your body, you've been starved out. It's no longer in your body for 90 days. If you leave the king's meal on for night, exercise and drink spring water. Five minutes in your chair. Move your arms out, kick your legs out, do something for five minutes. And build from there. So whatever ailments in your body, you're going to starve them out. Okay? And the trial is trial for 10 days. Then once you do the 10 days, you say, shit, I got to go for this now. I got to roll now. I'm going to exercise for 10 days, sit in my chair, kick my legs out, move my arm for 10 days. I'm not going to eat no king's meat, no chicken. No hog, no cow for 10 days, no dairy product, no Pepsi, no Coke for 10 days, no Jack Daniels for 10 days. I'm going to leave that alone for 10 days. I'm going to see what, what happens. You'd be surprised how your body is going to fight you. But guess what you're doing now? After you complete the 90 days, your doctor will say, what don't happen? What don't happen? What that tumor in your body? Go. What? What? What do you do? Oh, I, you know, you take his medicine, put it on on the shelf somewhere. I gave you the medicine, so it, that's why I can tell you his medicine. You know his medicine don't keep. But when you go back to the Bible, you repair your body back over. You repair your body back over. By leaving the king's meal on for 90 days. 90 days, you look back in your body, you ain't gonna find nothing. You ain't gonna find nothing wrong with your body. Sales gone. Now you eat your blueberry. Now you eat your, your grape. You chase it down with watermelon and apple. Huh? Then, then once you got your 90 days out of the way, I'm gonna tell you something. The number one food that the children of Israel ate, biblically wise, they always ate black eyed peas, greens, corn, and sweet potatoes. They were so doggone strong. And, and remember, the sweet potatoes, the outside is the medicine, the inside is the food. But the 
the coat that holds the two days together, that is your medicine. That is that is a kick ran or any pains in your body, disease. So when you eat sweet potatoes, you know, like your mom, they shake it out, throw away the, the, the top part of the skin up. No, that's the medicine. No, that's what you got to have in your soap. That's for all diseases in your body. The wild and That's the taste out. Then you get down to the white part of the wild and I'm going to throw that. No, don't throw that away. That's the game case. You put that in your juicer. The white and the green part, the back, you cut it down real small. You drink that in your juicer. Yeah, that's, that's the medicine. Remember, you got the food and the medicine. That big old back on that, on that, um, watermelon, that's the medicine. The white part of it, you get down to the white part, and you said the back part is. That's the medicine. No. Put that in your juicer. Oh, you drink that, and that gives you a, a kick in your bedroom, and you feel active. That, that clears you up and, and, and makes you, a, you know, a big bob again. And, and, and good Teresa, all that good stuff. See? I'm all right. You can say, uh, hey, baby, I'm big bob again. Oh, I see. You big bob again. You see that? No, I'm trying to tell you. By us not knowing who we are, and we don't know the foundation, and that's why we go in the Bible today, and we go get us a Greek lexicon. And we say, well, what what do it mean in the Greek? No. What the Greek doing with the word of the Almighty? Then the Latin one called the Roman Catholic Church, the Latin, they want to translate the, the Bible from the Greek. So when you see him, he goes to any Catholic Church and they read in Latin, where did they get it from? They got it from the Greek. But the Greeks never tell you they got it from you, the Hebrew. You know, clue the word for Semitic children of Israel, but that's, you know, some fans. The writing of all the scriptures was in Hebrew. But when King Antioch the Pippet is taking over Judah, Benjamin and Levi in the southern kingdom of Israel, now we're going back to Sarah and see what he did. Now we now he said, we all gonna be one people. We different from you, King Antiochus. We can't eat what you eat. It'll mess us up. He said, We all gonna be one people. You heard what I said, didn't you? Okay. Now we're going back to first book of Maccabees one forty one and let's read the foundation on what happened. You need to know the record. Here it is right here. One 41, King Antioch the Pivotus came out of the descendants of Esau, uh, Alexander the Greek, the four generals that his homeboys, he are descendants of them. So now they over there. Remember, wickedness have doubled themselves up, multiplied. So now the king is in power. He got the chokehold on Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, the southern kingdom. 
And what did he say again? Oh, Sister Sarah, 141, down to verse 49. Then I'll come back in again. Maccabees, chapter 1, 41 and 49. What, what was said, Sister Sarah? Come on. First, first Maccabees, chapter 1, 41, 49. 41 reads, Moreover, King Antiochus wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people. 42, and every one should leave his laws so all the 17 nations agree according to the commandment of the king. 43, yea, many also of the Israelites consented to this, his religion and sacrificed unto idols and profaned the Sabbath. 44, but the king has sent letters by messages, messengers unto Yada Judah and the cities of Yada Judah, that they shall follow the strange laws of the land. 45, and forbid burnt offerings and sacrifice and drink offerings in the temple. They shall profane the Sabbath and feast days. 46, and pollute the temple and righteous people. 47, Set up altars and groves and chapels of idols and sacrifice swine's flesh and unclean beasts. 48. That they should also leave their children uncircumcised and make their souls abominable with all manner of uncleanliness and profane and profanation. 49. To the end they might forget the law. And change all the ordinances. You see that? So you see, you see, you see that? Forget about all that. As, as the process went on, you forget your law, sets, and commandments, and your preacher tell you that they're done away with. No, it ain't the only reason why it ain't been done away with. It's just that forced action from King Antiochus those are laws that if we stop them out long enough, and now we got this Greek Septuagint now. We got our book called the Greek Septuagint. You don't need your law no more. We already got somebody. We got now we can change words around them. See, we can change words around you because right now you don't know that the Hebrew that it came from. Now, I'm going to tell you what we did. This is what we did. Now, this is what we did. This is the a document. In fact, this is what we did. Since now, we got to go get us a Greek lexicon and look up the definition of the meaning of the word. Well, let's, let's see what it says here. It says here, a historical document. In fact, the Greek word that was trans, trans, transliterated, church. The Greek word that is translated church in the English Bible is called Ecclesia. Oh, so when the English man looked at the Latin book and he looked at the Greek, they seen a word called Ecclesia there. E K K. L E S I A. 
the Greek word that was translated church came from a Greek land word. That's why I get the word called church. But what does it mean? So what does it mean? When you, in your self-tuning, you got E-K-K-L-E-S. So what does this mean? It means to call out one. You mean ecclesiastic with Dale and Greek and Latin? And then when the English man got it, they put the word called church, and they got it from the Greek and the Latin, and the word meaning ecclesiastic means to call out one? You mean the church means to call out one? That was the word church means? But then, who is to call out one? And they said, well, it also means, throw the documents back in the symbol of Ecclesiastes, it means the assembly, the gathering of Israel. It means what? The church means the assembly, the assembly of the gathering of Israel. Wait a minute. When I see this word called the church, I gotta take it and see where that word came from. The word church comes from the Latin and the Greek word called ecclesia. And the definition they put ecclesia there, it means the call out one or the assembly, the gathering of Israel. Oh, I thought the church means no. The church means the call out one, the assembly of Israel. So when you see the word church in your Bible, it means the call out one. Where can I read that biblically? Well, Mother Eve, go to Hosea chapter 1, see can we read that biblically? That's that what it means. And what people it means. So when you see the word church in your Bible, it means to call out one or the assembly, the gathering of Israel. But let's go in the Bible and see what they saw and they look ready at the event and they wrote the word called Ecclesiastes in Greek. The Latin pick up the word called Ecclesiastes and kept an Ecclesiastes. And when the English man got in hand, he put the word called the church. The church, the call-out one is the church. But then we go on to Hosea chapter 11, Mother, and see who is the call-out one biblically. What does it say, Mother, Hosea 11, verse 1? Look at Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. When Israel was a child, and I loved him. And call my son out of Egypt. When Israel was a child, I called my son out of Egypt. But why did they put a word down called Ecclesiastes for it? So they say, oh, you know it, the word means call out Israel, don't you? No, we, we thought it means church. You see that? You see how they deceitfully hide their hands, chop their brick and hide their hands? They they use the word called ecclesiastic 
then and then claim that the word means in English the church. And they never told you it was a call out one of Israel. They never told you. Why they never tell us that? Why would you why would you put a word called Ecclesia there in the South Georgia two eighty five BC book? Then when four book put in the same word Ecclesia. Then when the English the first English book that was translated to English was fifteen thirty five called Amaya or uh, C-O-B-E-D-E-R-G-A-L-D. That was the first book that was translated in English, 1488 to 50. That's how it got to be a church. When it translated to Bible, that's why King James did not use the Latin of the Greek book. Because, you know, these books have already altered the pure Hebrew. So that's why he used that Bishop Bible in English. Because the English Bible was corrupt. Because they got the information from the Latin and the Greek. And they had a word called the church, but they never broke down what the word Ecclesiastes meant. It meant to call out one found out in the book called Hosea 11 verse 1 the call I want was Israel. And now we go find out how many in Israel mothers and 49 20 of Genesis mothers. Can you have to see out what, 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 is, what is Israel? What's that supposed to mean? A land? What is that? The call I want is Israel. Find out, mother, in Genesis 49, 28, mother. What does it say that we can read about the call I want is Israel? Who is this Israel? 49, 28. What is that, mother? Of Genesis. Look at Genesis, chapter 49, verse 28. Yes. Genesis, Genesis chapter 49. Verse 28. Genesis chapter 49, verse 28 reads, And these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is it, that their fathers speak unto them and bless them. Everyone, according to his blessings, he blessed them. So when you talk Israel, mother, in that case, how many tribes is the mother? Well, well, that's right. So when they look red, when they look red at the proper definition of the word "call," the call I want out of Hosea eleven one, they came with their own definition of it, called it crazy. And then when the Latin got their hand on it, they kept the word called it crazy. And when the English man got his hand on it in fourteen eighty eight to 1569, they changed the word to the church. But they never told you the word church means the 12 tribes of Israel. The call I want. The call I want. I didn't know that. I've been going to church all my life. I thought the word church means 
No, the church means the call out one. And who the call out one is? The children of Israel. Now, Mother, precept that to Exodus chapter 4, Mother. And give me uh, 21 and 22, Mother. I need to hear that again with a precept. Exodus 4, 21 and 20. Hey, Marie, what it says in Exodus chapter 4, verse 21 and 22? The book of Exodus chapter 4, verse 21 and verse 22. Exodus chapter 4, verse 21 and verse 22. Verse 21 reads, And Yahweh said unto Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou doest all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thy hand. But I will harden his mind that he shall not let the people go. Verse 22. And thus shall say to Pharaoh, Thus said Yahweh, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Now, Mother E, now, the WCC World Council Church is here. Now, you know, this lesson cannot continue that way. So we're going to mute Sister Sarah off the broadcast. She ain't talking no more. You see that? See, every time you want to get, get them real good, they always, that's why they keep telling you, see, right? Time to get our own land school banquet hall, radio station. So now, Sister Sarah, along with the elders, they've been mute off the broadcast. They're not talking no more tonight. So now, Mo, we got to make an adjustment now. The way we want to go, we can't go that way because they are mute. Sister Sarah's microphone and the elders. So let's, let's, let's make a little adjustment in, Mo. Let's, let's see if we go edit another way. You know, well, see, we're not going to uh, mute your microphone. we just going to make it hard on you. Well, do what you got to do. Hey, Mother, in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 1 and 10 says what? Let's see if we just go ahead and know the way, Mother. Now, for the, I will remember the Antichrist. We just found out the Antichrist, the origin of it is we just got to read in Maccabees that the Pippitus, Antioch the Pippitus, he's the beginning of the Antichrist. He the one told the children of Israel, Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, to put your all down. You ain't got to do nothing that you done in that book. All you got to do now is you eat some hogs and pollute yourself and go and catch all the counsel diabetes, high blood pressure, you know, and continue. And a lot of his life consistent with that. You know, a lot of his life today, they, they still won't eat hog, chicken, and cow. Knowing that was causing you to have problems in your belly today because 
children of the book never had taken hold of power. That is not our diet. That was defile our body. And you cannot cleanse your body out by eating a itty bitty piece of this. You got to leave it alone. If you want to remove the problems in your body and you ain't got to see Doc cook no more, go on a 90-day fast and just eat grape and watermelon and clean spring water. Grape, watermelon, and clean water for 90 days. Then prove the steel wrong that every problem in your body is still there. Prove the steel that you still have it after 90 days by eating grapes, watermelon, spring water, and exercise. You tell me where that pain, where that cancer cell is. Where is that liver problem? Where is that, um, what's the other word, what's the other word, what's the other word, mother is? The other word? Kidney. 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 Thank you, mother. The kidney. Oh, man, my kidney hurt. Damn, my kidney hurt. Well, listen, you want the kidney to stop hurting, get off the king's knee. The king's meat is not to put for you to be eaten. You need some blue, blueberry, grape, apple. That's what you need. Rainwater. Well, I remember taking it all down. You want, you, you, you want your kidney to stop hurting you? Blueberries and apples. But number one is it's breaking all of them. But if you get some blueberry and, and, and apple and spring water, that'll help your kidneys out. But the number but the number one the number one is great them. That's number one. Now blueberry and apple, okay? But I'll give you number one. You know how somebody is number one and number two? Okay, but number one is grape, green grape, and wild milk. You do that 90 days, and then you get old Seal called on the international line and tell me what the problem in your body. Where is it at? 90 days. 224-600-5579. You go, do you know what heals you? Behind this, hey mother, give me a give me a verse in um, Matthew chapter eight, verse eight. Matthew eight eight. Look at Matthew chapter eight, verse eight. Matthew chapter eight. The book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 8, reads, The censor, verse 8, the censor answered and said, Yahweh, I, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but 
speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. You see that? Now, but give me the word. You want you want to be healed? We well, give me the word. You want to be healed? You want you, and you try to spend all your money with Doc Cook? Okay. Put Doc Cook meat down. Put a chicken, cow, and cow down for ninety days. Put it down for ninety days. Then you call Joe Sear on the international line two two four six zero zero five five seven nine, and you tell me. What, what, what a problem in your body? Where is it at? You mean all that? That's all you have to do. But you better remember, Yahweh's word is the, is the key. You got to be in Yahweh now. Can't be, you can't be selling this. You can't be, um, um, hey, Mother Eve, you can't be 624. 624 Matthew. You can't be a 624 now. Tell you now, Matthew six twenty four. You cannot be a six twenty four. What say, mother? Book of Matthew chapter six, verse twenty four. Mm-hmm. Wait, Matthew chapter six. Verse 24 reads, uh-huh. No man, Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve Yahweh and man. You say, you say it ain't going to work long you serve two masters. Now, see, that's a big chunk mode. It ain't going to work as long as you're serving two masters. Time the masters that, that you're talking about by going to, say, John 25. Hey, Mo, we're we, we just going um, to throw a little, little, do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, Mother, in Matthew's mother, you say you can't serve two masters. So what masters should we both serve? Well, let's go to Bible and see. We want to Bible and see what mouse we supposed to serve. Since we can't serve too much mouse, we got a choice. Since we got a choice, mother, let's find out then what we supposed to do. We go on to Matthew's mother, and we'll look at the 23rd chapter of Matthew, verse 8 and verse 10. Let's find out something, mother, mother Eve. Let's see what's going on in the 23rd chapter of Matthew, verse 8 and verse 10. Since we can't serve two masters, then what what do we do? Let's find out what we do, mother. 23, verse 8 and 10. Matthew, chapter 23, verse 8 and 10. Yeah, let's see what you say, mother. Matthew chapter 23, verse 8. But be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Yahweh, and all you are brethren. Verse 10. Verse 10. Neither, neither, 
the Ikar master. For one is your master, even Yahweh the Son. So we can't serve two masters, mother. So we're on a master. We're supposed to serve as who according to verse 10. Hey, mother. We're supposed to serve according to verse 10. Yahweh the Son. Oh, okay. Well, let's see what's going on, mother. Go, I'm going to take this telephone. And I'm gonna ask the telephone a question, and I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see the telephone say. And typically, get you here real good. We're gonna see what the telephone say. We're gonna ask the telephone a question. We're gonna ask uh, Miss Google a question. Everyone do we'll ask you a question. We wanna ask you a question. Let's see. The origin of the word Jehovah. Combination of the constant white, the three, the the my Lord, you three, the scriptures allow something to be added to the sacred thing. How do we call the tetragrammaton? Oh, hey, mother, did you hear that, mother? Not, not, no, I didn't hear it. You didn't hear it, I can't understand. I can't understand what you're saying. Okay. Well, well, let me say it again, dude. Let me see if we hear it again, mother. Because, you know, see, you know, after that, that the big dignitary that cut off those that was going to help in the broadcast tonight. I wonder what there. So, I meant, Yahweh wanted something else to come out. Okay. Now, we want to play it again, mother, what, what, what the, the Google woman says about the origin of the word Jehovah. Let's see what it says. The origin of the word Jehovah. According to Britannica, the name arose among Christians in the Middle Ages through the combination of the consonants YHWH, with the vowels of Adonai, my Lord, Jews reading the scriptures allow substituted Adonai for the sacred name, commonly called the Tetragrammaton. Oh, did you hear that, Marvel? I heard the word the scripture commonly called. I don't know what you're saying. Okay, what they said, Mother, is this. They said, we, we asked the, the, the Google woman a question. The origin of the word Jehovah. And they said the origin of the word Jehovah, it says, Dr. Dr. Dispatch, it came from polluting the word called Y-H-W-H. It came by removing the ancient true name Y-H-W-A. That's what Jehovah came from. So what is an antichrist? An antichrist is to look red and true for something, then change it to something else. So what is an antichrist is? Look red and true name and just change it and just call it Jehovah. So there goes your antichrist. So those that call Y-H-W-H name Jehovah, now you just put your hand on the Antichrist. That's right now. So we're going to let them tell one more time, you know, about, you know, where did the origin of Jehovah come from? Origin of the word Jehovah. Among Christians in the Middle Ages, the combination of the consonants 
who violate the word of the Almighty. When Charles Camp Russell went to the ministry in 1872, he knew the true name was YHWH. But for false gain, he put the word called Jehovah in there. And now you got preachers of feisty juvenile that his name is Jehovah. And Jehovah is a color up of YHWH. Miss Google just told you that. And not only that, the Texas Grammaton, but a long word for, again, the four letters YHWH. So you see what So now they are be with you. So what is the Antichrist? Those who change the scripture to their own convenience. Ain't going to take you with them all the way. So if you are Jehovah Witness, you hear what, you hear what the, the, the good the good woman from Google said about the word Jehovah Witness? Let's hear it again, please. The origin of the word Jehovah.
Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed, minister of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Hold on a minute. Now, I missed a verse, but I don't know who who would do such a thing like that, mother. So now, let me uh, take a little book and look at the second Corinthians again. And second Corinthians chapter 11. Look at verse 13 now, mother. Now, uh, what I don't know, who would do such a thing, mother? Let's find out who would do such a thing by reading verse 13, mother. Talk about the bishops, the popes, and the teachers, and the shepherds. Let's talk about it, mother, in verse 13. Who would do such a thing, mother? Verse 13. Verse 13. For such a false apostle preaches, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostle of Yahweh, the Son. Ain't that something? So who would do this? Who would change the true name and put in Jehovah? Who would do it again, Mother Corner, verse 13? Apostle, apostle. Hey, that's something. You know, with a lot of they saints, they got, they got, they call the Apostles over there in Utah. Look at, look at, look at how they say. See, we are the cut you off of saying that. Well, it's your radio station. You cut me off. I don't know. That's up to you. But they call themselves Apostles. You go look up the, the Utah branch in Utah. All they big dignitaries is called Apostles. They are the apostles, but they really false apostles. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves. Now let's deal with that word now. Now, 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 we gonna deal with that word now. Christ. Let's take a look at that word now, mother. So now we find out we got the word called Christ on the table. Now we wanna find out what is the word Christ come from. Because we found out one thing, Mother. Hey, Mother. Hey, Mother E. What is really in St. John chapter 19, verse 20? Mother E. What does St. John 19, mm-hmm. verse 20 say? John chapter 19, verse 20. St. John chapter 19, verse 20 reads. This power then reads, many of the Jews were the, were the place where Yahweh was crucified was nigh to the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Uh-huh. So the language that exists, mother, Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Well, well, English didn't exist, mother. So this word Christ came from one of them three languages. Because there wasn't no English, mother. And there wasn't no English Bible written until 1535. So there's no model. I mean, this apostle of Christ, this word Christ was not in 
It was in the English Bible. So it's the word Christ ain't come from heaven, mother. It come from the Latin, the Greek. What word did they have in there, mother? Christo. So they had the word Christo there, mother. The Latin and the Greeks had a word there called Christo. And the Hebrew had another word there, mother. They had a word there called the Messiah, the Hamashiach, Messiah. So when the Greeks seen the Hebrew scriptures, they seen the word called the Messiah, the Hamashiach there. And the Greeks, mother, take out the word called the Messiah and put a word called C-H-R-I-S-T-O-S. They took out the word called the Messiah or the Hamashiach in Hebrew, and they put the word called Christo there, mother. So they, 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 that's not good, mother, because what it says in Proverbs 30, verse 5 and 6, mother, hey, mother, what do you say in Proverbs verse 30, verse 5 and 6? Proverbs 30, verse 5 and 6. Hey, Molly, what did they say, Molly? Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 and verse 6. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5. Every, every word of Yahweh is true. He is a seal unto them that put their trust in him. Verse 6. Add thou not unto his word, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Oh. So you add to his word, mother, what you going to be found, mother? Elijah. Okay. Let's see. The origin of the word Jehovah. According to Britannica, the name arose among Christians in the Middle Ages through the combination of the consonants Y-H-W-B-J-H-B-H with the vowels of Adonai, my Lord. This reading the scriptures allows some so the sacred name commonly called the tetragrammatic. Oh, so mother, look who's been found to lie. The Jehovah Witnesses have been found to lie. They add to his word. They change the name. So who's the biggest liar on the planet? Jehovah Witnesses. They add to his name five points, J's, and everything. They said in the Middle Ages, in the Middle Ages, they did it. They did it in the Middle Ages, mother. But, mother, what do we say in Revelation 1, 17 through 19, mother? 
Hey, Mother E, what it says in Revelation chapter 1, 17 through 19? Revelation, Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 through 19. Revelation chapter 1, verse 17. Revelation chapter 1, verse 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am the beginning and the end. Verse 18. I am he that lived and was dead. And behold, I am alive. Forevermore. Hallelujah. And have the key of hell and of death. Verse 19. Write the things which are and swing, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. So, so the Almighty is telling John to write the hereafter. When John put his pen down in 96 A.D., the almighty four-letter story was, that was it. So anything came after 96 A.D. is not from the almighty because John was told to write the hereafter. So when John put his pen down in 96 A.D., it was no such a thing as the word called Jehovah. Jehovah was not until the mid-ages, according to the, the Google woman, Lord God and Jesus was to the Middle Ages, according to the Google woman. The Texagrammaton is a replacement, a long word for the four letters, Y-H-W-A, according to the Google woman. Now, if the Google woman is wrong, you can sue her for that. If she's wrong, but she's not wrong, she reading recording answers. They changed the name in the Middle Ages after when it was told plainly, and Revelation 1, 17 through 19, don't add nothing and don't take nothing away. You'll be found the liar, Proverbs 30, verse 5 and 6. And he told John to write the hereafter. So when John put his pen down in 96 A.D., the almighty story was told. It was nothing else to put to it. So when you translate the Bible from Hebrew to Greek, you suppose we left the true name in there, Y-H-W-A. And you, when you trade the, the body from Hebrew to Greek, before we left the word called the Hamashiach or Messiah in there, you have to come up with a word called Christo, because Christo produced the word called Christ in English. So Christ ain't came from no heaven. Christ came from Christo, the Latin and the Greek. So when you see the word Christ in your Bible, it's coming from Christo, the Latin and the Greek. I mean, it's time to get real now. You can't serve two masters. You can't serve the master of Jehovah, Lord God and Jesus, and ignore the four-letter man, Y-H-W-H, then you serving two masters. 
that makes you an antichrist. So if you're not serving YHWA, Mr. Jehovah Witness, out of Jesus, there was no England, you that is make you an antichrist. So definition of antichrist, the one ain't gonna serve the one mouth. The one mouth that had one name. Now look at the latter day saints. Where is this one name at? Where is the one name at? Hey Marie, read this one name. And Exodus three fifteen. Let's find where this one name is. Exodus three fifteen. Yeah, he got one name. So all the names you are added to his name, you is in an arrow. And those that are Jehovah Witnesses, a Roman Catholic Church member, and a Christian, which is headed by the Roman Catholic Church, that is your Antichrist. There go your Antichrist. Because you got the record that the true name is YHWA. Are you calling by his true name? Huh? Or are you calling Lord God, Jesus Christ, and Jehovah? What are you doing? Let's see what he told Moses right about his true name. And 315 of Exodus. Hey, Marie, what it says 315 of Exodus, Moses? Book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 15. And the Yahweh says, Moreover, unto Moses, let shall thus say unto the children of Israel, the Yahweh of your father, Yahweh of Abraham, the Yahweh of Isaac, and the Yahweh of Israel has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Hey, Mother E, what is, what is his name forever that he said, told Moses, tell the children of Israel, what is his name forever and how many letters they have for his name forever, Mother? Uh, the name of Israel forever. Yeah, what, what name is forever, Mother? What name he got forever there? His name Israel. is forever. No, he's the what according to 315, Moses. He's the what? He's the who or who? According to 315, I'll read it again. Let's see what he says. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exodus chapter 3, verse 15. And the Yahweh said, Moreover unto Moses, thus shall thus say unto the children of Israel, Yahweh, Yahweh of your father, Yahweh of Abraham, Yahweh of Isaac, and the Yahweh of Jacob, Israel, has sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. So, so, Mother, what is, what is his name forever? What did he tell Moses his name forever in 315? What did he, what he tell Moses that his name was forever? Yeah. The name forever. Okay. Uh, Israel. 
What he say that he's the who or what forever? He's the who. Amen. He's the who, mother. Forever. Yeah. So who? Yeah, name forever. And it. Yeah, what? And it is my memorial unto all generations. My question is, he said he's the what forever. He's the who. What are you saying, mother? He's the who forever. Okay. Uh, your, your father, the Yahweh of Abraham. Yes. The Yahweh yes. of and the Yahweh of Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. No, no, no. We're not talking about none of that mother now. Are we talking about what he's saying in 315? You want to just talk about 315? Okay. What's he telling Moses right now in 315? Are you going to talk about 315? Come on, Mother Z. Mother Z, bring it out, Mother Z. Hey, Mother Z, bring it out, Mother Z. What is he saying? What is he saying, Mother Z, in 315? Go ahead, bring it out. It says, um, this is just a visit. The the Yahweh, Yahweh of your father, the Yahweh of Abraham, the Yahweh of Isaac, and the Yahweh of Jacob has sent me unto you. This is my name forever. Mm-hmm. And this so is what? my memorial. So, so generation. Mother Z, my question is, what is his name forever according to 315? Y-H-W-H. So that's his name forever. He said, Moses, you tell the children of Israel, my name is Y-H-W-H, Yahweh forever. To all generations. That's my name forever. Moses, you tell the children of Israel that my name, I'm the Yahweh of Abraham, I'm the Yahweh of Isaac, I'm the Yahweh of Jacob. This is my name forever throughout all generations. Hey, Mother Z, how many letters is that? Four letters. Y-H-W-H. That's it. That's it. His name should have never been called no Jehovah, Lord God of Jesus Christ. His name forever is the full letter. Y-H-W-A forever. So Jehovah Witnesses have been found a liar by changing his name in day nine to eight letters. Until the full level. So there go your Antichrist right there. The Jehovah Witness is the Antichrist. And those who continue to call him by a name other than the full level, that makes you an Antichrist. But you're violating the scripture. And we just found out the word Christ came from 
the Latin and the Greek called Christo. Christo. That's how you got the word Christ through the Latin that got from the Greek Christo. But what was written in Hebrew? Let's find out. Hey, 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 mother. Hey, mother Z. We're going to find out what's written in Hebrew. What word will be there when you see the word called Christ? See the word called that came from Christo? We're going to do some investigation, mother Z. Hey, hey mother Z, that's why I beat you that scene right Yahweh, bless and keep you still, Israel, of royalty. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Let's investigate what word folks did. When we see the word Christ that came from Christo, Mother Z, what word supposed to be there? Let's investigate that in the Bible. Let's go back down our word. When we see the word Christ, what word supposed to be there that was in the Hebrew? Let's see if we find out by going to Daniel chapter 9. Let's find out, mother. Let's see if this ain't written. In the book of Daniel, mother, Daniel chapter 9. Go on the book of Daniel see what word supposed to be there until the word called Christ or Christo. What word that was called? And we're going to precept that. Let's see what word supposed to be there, mother. We're going to find out right now in Daniel chapter 9, verse number 25 and 26. We're going to find out, hey, hey, mother, we just put on our investigation hat. And we're going to find out what word should be there. We see the word called Christ. We're going to look at the ninth chapter of Daniel, and we're going to read verse number 25. All we need is four lines, mothers, to get the name. Four lines. Daniel 9, 25, read one, two, three, four lines, and we got the name. What it say? Daniel chapter 9, verse 25. Verse 25. Know therefore and understand that from from the going forth of the commandments to restore, restoring, and to build Yadah Judah unto the master. Messiah. Yes. Messiah. Messiah. Oh, Mother Z, you mean that they taking, they see in the Hebrew scripture that word called Messiah. And they changed that word to Christo. And then the English man changed that word to Christ. So, Messiah, Messiah, Messiah. Oh, so when I see the word Christ that came from Christo, but the Hebrew scripture says the Messiah. Oh, so that's what's going on here. When the Septuagint of 285 B.C. looked at the Hebrew scriptures and seen the word called Messiah, 
they put the word called Christo there. Then when the Latin looked at the Greek word, they put the word Christo there. Then when the English man got hold to it and got in power, they just changed it completely and put in a word called Christ. So there go your Antichrist right there. Your Antichrist is right there that changes the word of the mighty one. Now, let's give a second witness, Mother. Give me two lines in verse 26, Mother Z. And after the... the three score, three score. And, and after three score, and after three scores and two weeks, yeah, the Messiah be cut off. Ain't that nothing? Right there. Right there, mother. The Messiah, after three, four, and three weeks, the Messiah going to be cut off. Not Christo, not Christ, not Jesus Christ, the Messiah. The Messiah. So they look right at the truth, mother. And then they went with the lie. Jewish people, they allowed that name in there. 
They allowed it in there. So they didn't want to start it. He saw this fire from They the one that rewrote the, the Hebrew scripture. And that's why King James didn't send them scholars to go back and look at the Latin or the Bishop Bible or the Greek Bible. They said, listen, I'm the king over, I'm the king. You go and get the original scripture and translate the Bible in English straight from Hebrew. So the closest Bible that you can read Yahweh's word is, is the King James 1611. That's the close, all the Bibles you got, the international version, and all these books you got, that's, you put that in the gospel. The closest Bible in English to the original scripture is the King James 1611. All the rest of the Bibles you got the new translation, American standards, all that is God. The original Bible that King James had translated to English is in 1611, and it had any book, and he did not send his scholars to go see the Latin man, which is called a Roman Catholic Church. He said, no, don't go there, and don't go find them Jewish people called the Greek. Go and find the original scriptures called the Hebrew scriptures and translate it from Hebrew to English for my people. So that's the, that's the best book you can get because he said so. So now you see why King James did not use the Bishop Bible, the English Bible, he would, he took, he told them scholars, I don't care how many years you take. For my people, you go and learn the Hebrew language, then translate the Hebrew Bible into an English Bible. Don't use the Latin and don't use the Greek. Now you see what he did do. And now we today will say what that word means. Well, look it up in the Greek. Well, I said, look up in the Greek book. The Greek is the Antichrist. Well, look it up in the Latin. Why should I do that? That's the Antichrist. They don't twist the book up. See? So you see, we come on this broadcast six nights a week. We're trying to help you. If you often need an organization called a Christian church, the Lord God and the Jesus Christ, if you often to this Jehovah Witness church, Get out, break out, run it as fast as you can, because that go your antichrist. And the definition of antichrist is those that go contrary to the Hebrew scriptures, and that's what they did. And they and they thought you can remain in there, but look what it got written and Mother Eve. Look, we got written in 941 of St. John. You can remain in there. It's up to you. You can remain a Christian. You can remain a Roman Catholic Church. No. But look what he got. Look what he told the Israelites in 941. And Moses, I'll meet you over there in Psalm chapter 2. Hey, Moses, what it says in 941 of St. John. 
book of St. John, chapter 9, verse 41. St. John, chapter 9, verse 41. St. John, chapter 9, verse 41. Yahweh said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sins remain. Yes. Now, if you say you see, Jehovah is a mistranslation for YWHU, the Antichrist, and you remain in a uh, Jehovah Witness uh, congregation, and you know that word is wrong, and you continue to be with the Jehovah Witness and the Christian, then these things going to remain. You see that? Your thing ain't going to remain. Not, but even one thing you got to do now, hey, Marie, but this is one thing you got to do. If you find out you're wrong, which you is wrong, the only thing you both do is Acts 319. Hey, Marie, what 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 telling Jehovah's Witness and the, the Christians to do in 3 and 3, verse number 19 of Acts? Look at Acts chapter verse 19. Acts chapter 3, verse 19 reads, Repent you therefore and be converted, that your sin may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of Yahweh. So, Mother, Mother, you're Let me say it again. How many letters 
in the original name of God. Greek for the four letters, the textogrammaton. So the original name, the little woman on the Google said Moe, Moe. His name is four letters. Y-H-W. Four letters. The little woman from the Google said that. So all they got to do, to your pastor, and before your pastor say something, just, just say it to your pastor at the phone call first. Then said, Mr. Pastor, explain this. I've been paying you my tithes. Free will often and donation. You explain to me this. The, the original name is not Jehovah. It's not Lord God and Jesus. It's a four letters. Where do you get that from? Then you, then you, take, your, you take his cell phone. You take his cell phone and you say, you say, how many letters in the original name of God? You see that? That's how you hand your pastor up, the one you pay your tithes, free will offer, and donation. You say, Mr. Pastor, I've been paying you for 27 years, tithes, free will offer, and donation. You mean you? his name is not Jehovah, Lord God of Jesus Christ? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know his name. You know his name is the four letters? Yeah, 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 I know it. And you been having me paying all this money? And you didn't tell me to? That makes you an antichrist, Mr. Preacher. Because you know the truth and you sitting on the truth. Yeah. So what the antichrist is? The one that know the truth. Or after they hear the truth and still pay you no never mind. That's the definition of an antichrist. Once you show your pastor that the little woman from the Google says his name is Y-H-W-H, the four letters, Yahweh, and you continue to use Lord God, Jesus Christ, and Jehovah, now you know what an antichrist looks like. If he get mad and starts kicking you out, you know what? It's written. Let's, let's, let's read. Hey, Let's read that they're going to get they're going to get rid of you if you bring this information to them. Let's read that. Let's go to St. John 16. Now, the middle prison here, you might as well read that, man. Let's, let's, let's read that, brother. Let's read. If you tell them, after you ask them, what is God's true name, and they start singing and dancing, and then you take your mother to the 16th chapter, and when they tell you you got to leave here, get out of here. And your committee board get mad at you, want to put you out. Then understand Yahweh to tell you something now. And St. John chapter 16, we'll read to get our point. Hey, Marie, what it says in St. John 16, let's read what they're going to do for you when you tell them that you're not going to be doing no more Christmas anymore. I'm not eating no more hogs. And I'm not doing, December 25th is not his birthday. That was a celebration for the children of Israel whooping you out of the temple that you taken in 145 B.C. 
and then one forty-eight, the children of Israel took it back from you and said you'll keep the day for eight days or call it dedication. So now I know when I read St. John chapter 10, verse 22, 23, now I know what that he was doing. He was keeping the dedication of whooping Esau and his five sons out of the temple. December 25th ain't got nothing to do with no Santa Claus and no Christmas present. And it's not his birthday. He was not born in a will. Not up on no apple tree. Good. <laughs> okay, you. They're going to tell you St. John 16, verse 1. Let's read a little bit, Mother. Let's read a little bit what they're going to tell you when you tell me. What's going to happen to you when you look at all the people you've been paying your money for? Tithes, free will offers, donations. Y'all, your time in there. Everybody's going to look at you and do what? 16, let's read a little bit, Mother. Come on. Mother, you come on. Read a little bit. You said 16 or 15. 16. St. John 16, let's read a little bit. Let's see what, what he said they're going to do. Once you show them that December 25th ain't got nothing to do with no Christmas present, no Merry Christmas. And his name is not no Jehovah Witness or Jesus Christ. Let's see what they're going to do for you in the 16th chapter. Read a little bit. Come on. St. John chapter 16, verse 1. Mm-hmm. Let's read a little bit. These things have I spoken unto you, that you should not be offended. Verse 2. They shall put you out of the synagogue, temple, day, the time come, that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth Yahweh first. Verse 3. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. Verse 4. But these things have I told you that when the time shall come ye may remember that I told you of them and these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. Ain't that something? You, 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 you hear that, Mother? Read that again, Mother. Hey, Mother, now you just dropped the bombshell on me. You mean when you tell your pastor that his name is not Jehovah, his name ain't Jehovah Witness, his name ain't uh, Jesus Christ our Lord, and his birthday is not no December 25th. That was a celebration of whooping Esau and his five sons out of the temple in the book of Matthew. You mean they're going to put me out after I've paid all this money for 30 years? I've paid my tithes, free will offering, donations, donate my time, sitting on the committee board. I've done all this right here, and you will tell me, get out of here? Now, the definition of Antichrist, if they tell you get out, then you love the Antichrist. But if they tell you, oh, daughter, I didn't know that was, and they try to correct themselves and repent, then you know you're all right. If you show them this and they repent, then you know they're all right. 
But if they get mad at you for showing them the truth of the Bible, tell them have a happy landing. Have a happy landing. 16, 1, 2, 3, 4, again, mother, come on. Thank you, on chapter 16, verse 1 to 4. These things have I spoken unto you, that ye should not be offended. They shall put you out of the temple. Yea, the time comes that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth Yahweh's service. Verse 3. And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father nor me. Verse 4. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I told you of them, and and these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. So now when this happened to you, now when you take it back to your...